0: Hello and welcome to today's Independent Travel Podcast with me, Simon Calder. It's Monday the 26th of June, the very last week of June indeed. So I thought it would be a good idea for each day this week to take a different, important travel topic ahead of the main holiday months of July and August. And I'm delighted to say that my colleague Charlotte Hindle is back to put the key questions that you've been asking, starting with... Holiday money. Go ahead, Charlotte.
1: Yes, hi. Uh, so just in terms of holiday money, uh, we have a lot of people writing in, emailing in, um, asking about uh, do they uh, take cash abroad? Um, and do they change um, some money beforehand? Uh, uh, what debit cards or, or credit cards should they take away? And it's just that I know that when you travel abroad, you have some really sort of set rules, and the rules are around... Um, uh, saving money, basically. So if we just start off with, uh, you're going to go abroad. Should you change some money in the UK uh, you know, ahead of your trip?
0: It all depends where you are going. So certainly for the Eurozone, which of course extends all the way from Ireland to Greece and takes in our favourite holiday destinations of, of Spain, of France, of Italy, of Portugal and so on. I would take some cash in euros. Now a lot of people listening, perhaps younger people, will say, oh cash, come on, get over it. But actually, in a number of circumstances, it is really important. I've lost count of the number of uh, restaurants on Greek islands, for instance, where the card machine suddenly isn't working. So having a good backup of euros is important. Also in the US, which is pretty far down the road towards credit cards, again, always worth having uh, cash, not least if you are going to be um, uh, tipping people. And it's very difficult not to. So I always get US and and Euros before I go there and I have a kind of float at home. So how do you get them? Well, you can go online and order them by post. I think that's a bit clunky. Uh, You could go to a... Uh, go online to one of the companies which has outlets in an airport and buy at a special online rate. Certainly don't buy at the airport rate because they are just basically saying, open your wallet um, and we'll help ourselves. Um, But best of all, um, if you happen to be living in a big city like London, shop around. My current favourite is actually... When you
1: say shop around, we're talking about not shopping around online. Because I don't know if I've ever um, uh, seen you get anything online. Normally, you do, you go to some you know sort of high street currency exchange places, don't you? Uh,
0: yes, I, I, I certainly um, have done. But if you if for example you go to a, a company such as Currency Online Group, they've got a nice little office in the the in in a kind of office space in waterloo station in london and they are the best rates that i am finding at the moment and generally it is go online commit to it um which in their case means sending a bank transfer and then you pick up the cash that does work and if you don't want to send the cash transfer until you're actually sitting in their office that will probably be all right okay hang on a minute so not everyone lives in london No, and so therefore it is unfortunately one of those things where if you don't live in London, you are going to have far less access because foreign exchange in London is probably a livelier market than pretty much everywhere in the UK put together. I'm sorry about that, but um, if you're travelling through London, it will help.
1: Okay, so say you don't live in London um, uh, and uh, you go online um, and you um, um, order some money ahead of time... um, how do people get that money to you? Are you, are you then asking um, uh, those organisations to post you the money? Because loads of people, you know, the post is up the creek mostly for loads of people.
0: Well, that, that, yep, you can get it uh, securely delivered. And that's certainly one way of doing it. But th- there is a hassle factor. So probably um, just working out, you're flying from Manchester or Newcastle or whatever airport, Um, You can search in two seconds online to find out what the airside Bureau de Change are. And then just um, uh, go and uh, get online and order what you need and pick it up when you get to the airport.
1: Um, And how do you know that you're getting a good
0: rate? Okay, well, it's very straightforward. Um, You look at uh, the rates that is being quoted. Now, you're never, ever going to get the mid rate, although there are some Uh, banking offerings such as uh, Revolut and Starling, which promise to get you quite close to it. Um, But look, if the the, uh, uh, euro rate is 116 on the mid-market rate and you can get about 112, I wouldn't um, try any harder than that. But it's still an awful lot better than the kind of 105 or even less than one that you'll see at some uh, bureau de change
1: so you would exchange some money into the local currency and you would you would take it away with you um i guess you will always would you also then um uh, take away some pounds sterling um, uh, to whatever country you 're going to, um, and then maybe look at going into um, a currency exchange place on a high street in Spain or France, or you know wherever you happen to be not
0: in one of those countries because i don 't think I would get a good deal. I would certainly do that. I mean Turkey is the prime example where the currency is in slow free fall, and therefore buying currency in the u k is completely mad. Um, just wait till you get to the airport, change twenty quid there. Um, and then um, which airport are we
1: talking about the airport before you fly or the oh, no, airport when after you, you when fly. you get to
0: turkey um, that's okay. that's the But those are
1: going to be terrible rates though aren't they
0: They're not going to be anything like as terrible as you'll get in the UK um, and that's why I'm saying only change 20 quid yeah. because then you'll be able once you get into the resort to work out where places are doing a decent decent uh, uh, value And that also goes for, for instance, places in Eastern Europe, um, Bulgaria and so on. And indeed, in those countries, former uh, Iron Curtain countries, that's where you're going to get a really good um, uh, exchange rate. Their bureau de charge are fantastic to the extent that I would sometimes, for example, taking Georgia. Um, I would go to Georgia with pounds sterling and change them via the local currency into euros because that's the best rate I will get.
1: Okay, jolly good. Now, what about people have got a range of credit cards and debit cards these days. Um, And and, and I know you're really specific about what you should use when you're away, not only in terms of, um, you know, being in a restaurant and paying for um, a, a restaurant bill or a hotel bill or something like that, but also getting money out of an ATM. Can you help on that?
0: Yeah, ATMs, unless you are absolutely confident that you're banking with someone like Revolut or Starling and that you have a proper commission-free option, um, then I wouldn't touch those. And furthermore, ATMs typically will have a kind of €5 charge anyway. So it's a very expensive way of getting local currency. Yes, use plastic to pay bills, Um, But make sure it's the right kind of plastic. Now, whatever card you've got in the UK, it probably won't give you a great deal when you're abroad. You want one which does not have an overseas uh, transaction fee. I use, and I have done for many years, um, very straightforwardly, um Halifax Clarity Mastercard and I only ever use it for going abroad.
1: Can we just say that again because that's really important?
0: <laughs> Halifax Clarity Mastercard. Okay. Now there are others other good uh, good value cards but the thing is that means that you are not ever going to be paying transaction fees whereas if you just use your ordinary credit card um quite often you will be paying well 2.99% which is effectively 3 quid some of them uh, have a flat fee as well so you could actually find if you use the wrong card for say a um a 20 euro lunch um that you're actually paying 10% in card handling fees and that is literally just throwing money away
1: okay and what about debit cards
0: Debit cards are again. If it all depends what your what the conditions are on your card. I personally, because the um, uh, Mastercard Clarity is is good enough for me. I would the Mastercard Clarity the Halifax Mastercard Clarity um, that I would not um, uh, bother getting involved in a debit card. I mean, I carry my debit card just in case. As occasionally happens, I get completely flummoxed and I do have to withdraw some cash. Um, But the no, uh, don't worry about a debit card, except as the, the most extreme form of backup. But can I also talk about dynamic currency conversion? That is where you are going to absolutely be uh, have money taken away from you there you are you sorry i have
1: no idea what you're talking about now
0: well that's what i'm gonna tell you about dynamic currency conversion it manifests itself when the waiter very solicitously says oh charlotte here you are you've had your nice lunch would you like to pay in sterling so you'll know exactly what it's cost you in sterling oh i
1: now yes or i do would know would you now, like yeah. to
0: pay in euros and um
1: it comes up on the um yeah, on the thing, on, you, on the monitor. Yeah,
0: you always, always pay in local currency, and just to so you know, um, effectively the merchant—that's whether that's a restaurant or a hotel or whatever—is making a very handsome margin, along with the bank, every time you do that. And they'll say, "Oh, yeah, but you won't know what the, the exchange rate will be. Sterling would need to fall very fast, very quickly for that ever to be a good idea."
1: Okay, that's a really, really good point. Now, can I just go back to the banks that you're mentioning, Revolut and Starling? I mean, I think probably lots of people wouldn't necessarily know about these banks. I mean, I'm sorry, but I certainly don't. Uh,
0: Okay, well, they're they're good online banks, which have particularly generous and favourable foreign exchange uh dimensions so for example you're quite often allowed to withdraw from an atm a certain amount in overseas currency without a penalty every month now personally i think life is complicated enough so i wouldn't for the sake of saving a few extra percent here or there. I wouldn't go to the trouble of opening up an, an account. However, um, if you do want to delve more into this, if you're absolutely determined not to pay uh, a, a cent more than you need to, then um, uh, do have a look. And of course, money saving expert, uh, Martin Lewis, has lots of good stuff online about it.
1: Okay. Uh, brilliant. So can we also now look at countries where you can't get money um, 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 upfront local money so i 'm thinking uh, we were in algeria um uh, you know fairly recently um and we arrived in Algeria without any money at all any local money um uh, uh, what's your, your what's your advice there and you know um black market things like that
0: yeah okay, many countries um still have this absolutely futile idea of, oh, we're going to protect our currency by not allowing people to take it abroad. I mean, it's just silly and it's been, and, and it just leads on to, as you mentioned, uh, parallel markets, black markets. So, um, if any country like that, and now Egypt is actually probably the most prominent in terms of places we go to, just take money and change it uh, locally. Uh, in the case of Algeria. What do you mean locally? Well, you just, right, so you get to. Um, an airport in Egypt, whether that's Sharm El Sheikh, Hurghada, uh, Cairo. You mean wherever.
1: officially? You mean an official exchange, yeah, oh yeah, as yeah, opposed to yeah. unofficially? There, there
0: is no, there is no benefit that I know of um, changing um, surreptitiously in Egypt. In other countries, including Algeria, there certainly is. And um, well, I just wander around and talk to um, various traders. Um, I, I would always talk to somebody who owns a restaurant or a shop or whatever. Um, and just strike up conversation, and very often they'll they'll be very keen to get a uh, you get a decent rate, and you figure out what the appropriate rate is. And this um, uh, uh, happens all the time. And if it's someone who you know has premises, then that means if anything does go awry, you can come back to them. But it almost certainly won't. And for that, you will need clean notes, and you will probably, depending on where you are, clean even notes.
1: In- what, you mean clean. UK pound sterling notes ah well all. no
0: clean euro notes in okay. various dominations or indeed dollars because um, particularly since Brexit the pound is far less appealing than it used to be and so therefore um, it's euros and dollars that will save more about you than anyone else and um, that siren makes me think well uh, what about the legality of this don't take any risks don't do anything silly but an awful lot of people will um, get a bit more uh, out of their holiday money by by um, using the parallel market.
1: Okay, lovely. And then can we just look at two other things, which is um, some people talk about reclaiming tax on purchases made abroad. Is, is that mostly in the US and Canada? I, oh, there's there's
0: various countries where you can do this and the idea is that you um, buy something lovely and expensive bearing in mind that it has to be below the uh, £390 limit for the UK and they say, oh, and you can claim your money, but when you get to the airport, and you probably can. It's all a little bit um, uh, tricky and fraught, particularly if you are getting the money at the airport and you've got a plane to catch, and the office isn't open or there's a long queue. So it's not something that I um, get involved in. And bear in mind That £390 limit on bringing stuff back. We'll also be talking about customs, but um, uh, the crucial point is that if you go a pound over that with new purchases, they will clobber you for duty on the whole lot.
1: Okay, and can I just ask then if you don't do it at the airport, and I'm not quite sure which airport you're talking about, you're talking about the
0: airport. Uh, Airport as you leave. um, Okay, the leaving
1: airport as opposed to when you arrive in the UK. Oh,
0: yeah, nobody would care at the UK. Okay,
1: once you're in the UK, it's too late, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay, fantastic. Um, And then just one. One final question, which is about and um, we all come back from holiday with s- some change, we don't mean to, but we do. Um, uh, uh, what do you think people should do with them with that money, the leftovers?
0: Well, you can always um, give it in uh, at the airport when you're leaving, airlines have um, collections, but if it's somewhere like, for example, the eurozone where you know you're going to be returning to, just pop it in an env- envelope and save it for your next trip. Um, uh, increasingly, I, I do have a huge supply of different currencies, um, but that is gradually dwindling as more and more of them get more and more plasticky, and I find myself with less and less um, currency, which I think is probably a good thing. But remember, cash will always save you in the end. Anyway, thank you very much indeed for all your questions, and thank you for asking them, Charlotte. Um, we'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.